0: welcome to this is your book club podcast i'm sarah i'm jamie welcome back how's summer right so good everyone how about you good great we finally have some warm weather here oh. which is well Hallelujah.
1: appreciated. i finally turned like we've had our ac on in our house for quite a while ah but we have a second AC unit upstairs because our second level gets so hot once it gets above eighty. Yeah, and we turned it on yesterday for the first time. Barely, just barely. End of June. End people. of June. And I would say I'm usually teetering on turning it on in May. Yes, I would agree. That so seems, that would. This seem is like just a little different, but
0: yeah, it's finally warm. I finally hallelujah. felt hot yesterday.
1: Me too. It's Yesterday was lovely. It was so nice. Bring on all the heat. I love it. It was nice. I'm so, enjoying it. Me too. Very much so. It was so fun talking about no two persons last week. I still, my brain is still trying to figure out that last the disappearing circles. Yeah. The it I can't walk away from it. Maybe Erica will answer those questions. I'm waiting. I, I might have it. to reach out to her a little more. But today we get to talk about a new book. Yes. Like a fun fact. Would you like a fun fact here about Upstairs in the White House? Yeah. Okay, so I have been looking on the authors um, for like some history on the authors. J.B. West is the author and it was written along with Mary Lynn Cotts. Mary Lynn Cotts, there's a lot on her about... Um, her, her PhD and a book on art. I think it's like the Rothen Rothenberg. Mm. Maybe I don't know a lot. I should probably know that name. Um, a, an artist, but there's not a lot about her connected to this book. So I'm still searching on that. But um, the biography on J.B. West is interesting. Um, I, I just can't imagine the experience of living through. So many presidents, totally. Like and having that insight, so and he so closely working with them. Yes, yes personal, very yes. personal. His name is James Bernard West, and he was born in Afton, Iowa, in 1912. He graduated from Creston High School in 1930, and then moved to Washington in 39, where he worked in the veterans. Administration. West began work in the White House as assistant to the chief usher, Howell G. Krim, on March 1, 1941. He was promoted to chief usher when Krim retired in 1957. He was responsible for taking care of all activities occurring in the executive residence. Letitia Baldridge, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy's Social Secretary, called him the miracle worker of the White House. Mrs. Kennedy herself gave him a Vermeil hmm. cigarette case inscribed with deep appreciation for January 20th, 1961 through November 22nd, 1963, along with the following letter. Dear Mr. West, this little gold box is a sad substitute for the citation of merit which President Kennedy was going to give you this last 4th of July for all that you did for your country for so many years, serving four presidents with such extraordinary energy, tact, and devotion. I had it made early this year when I knew he would never be able to give it to you himself in his beloved rose garden, which you also made possible." Dear Mr. West, you can imagine the words President Kennedy would have said about you in the citation. I was looking forward with such joy to hearing him that day and to seeing you, whose passion is anonymity and whose contribution has never been known except by presidents. But please accept some additional words from me. You, more than anyone else, made our brief years in the White House so full of happiness. I will be grateful to you forever for all that you did for him. His last years were his happiest ones, in spite of all the agony of the decisions he had to make in those years. Neither you nor I will ever forget him. Please accept this from me in lieu of so much more, in memory of President Kennedy, and with the devotion of both of us, sincerely, Jacqueline Kennedy. Wow. that's amazing right just to have not only been with four presidents but with a president who was assassinated
0: oh my goodness
1: while you were in the white house caring for them too like the to watch that experience play out in their family to have the eyes and one other thing i read in here was um it says here although West said he had no intentions of writing his memoirs in 1973 he wrote Upstairs at the White House My Life with the First Ladies it became a bestseller Jonathan Yardley of the Washington Post later characterized West's book as one of the as one of two of the most useful memoirs memoirs written by a White House staffer president first lady or member of the first family Wow one of two What's the other one? I need to know the other one. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> it was just going to It does say. not mention it in this, so now I'm going to have to find out what the other one is. Wow. One of two. That's amazing. It, right? Can't wait. Wow. Can't wait,
0: can't wait. going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> but our shelves
1: this week. What have you been reading lately, Jamie? Not a lot. Okay. I've kind of slowed down a little, but before... We head into that. Let's take a break. And then let's get back to what I have been reading. All right, Amy.
0: Here we are. I'm waiting for you.
1: On our shelves. Okay, so this one was actually really, really good. I highly recommend it. Okay. If you're into, well, this kind of crosses over with my love of presidential biographies and weird presidential stories. Okay. And cults. What? Those are two, like, micro obsessions. and they're both in this one book. It's called An Assassin in Utopia, The True Story of a 19th Century Sex Cult and a President's Murder. What? By Susan Wells. So, one of my very favorite books on a president is Destiny of the Republic, and it is the story. You've never read it? No. Never heard of it? Okay. <laughs> no. So Destiny of the Republic, I'd have to look up who the author is. It's not coming to me right now, um, is the story of the assassination of President Garfield. So he was shot in a train station. It was the time when um, germ theory was not a thing. And so he, he didn't die right away. He died like months later. But if they had just left the bullet alone in his abdomen, he would have survived it. It was the prod, like putting their fingers inside the bullet holes, trying to do x-rays, trying all these things to save the president, which then led to major infection and major, like all the germs that got in there, got in there because they were trying to fish out this bullet and he practically died of sepsis. Oh, my goodness. And so, not necessarily of the wound. So, okay. I love that book. I highly recommend Destiny of the Republic. Okay. But, so, this, the president I... in this is President Garfield. Okay. And he, the person who assassinated him, was a member of this cult, the Oneida cult hmm. from New York. And so, this kind of talks about the, um, the beliefs of the Oneida community and um it's who started it it was actually quite progressive so this is back in eight you know mid 1800s okay like through the 19th century and it intercepts a lot of the political leaders of our or the forefathers of our country wow they were all new of it or kind of came in and out of the history of our country it was quite progressive the women wore clothing that were adaptable to what their jobs were so you would see women in pants or shorts or whatever their job was it was whatever made it easier for you to do the job of the community Hmm. was what you wore um it was not women did not have the long hair that needed to be curled and Braided and the big dresses that took time because time was considered frivolous. Like you use your time for the community. So women often had short hair, didn't wear makeup. It wasn't, there weren't these gender roles. Everyone <laughs> had a job and how they dressed and presented themselves was for their jobs. So in a lot of ways, the cult was very forward thinking. And then yet, I mean, it's called a sex cult. For a reason. And that was part of like, their religion was sexuality and being able to properly give yourself to someone else was a thing and it was very open. It wasn't like you had one sexual partner that was... um not the way of a natural man. You should have multiple partners and all of this. Anyway, so one of the members of this is actually who assassinated Garfield. And so it kind of tells you the whole history there and what his belief was and why he felt like he needed to assassinate him and um, wow, just how this cult intersects this intersects the time of our country at this time and its political leaders. It's fascinating, interesting,
0: super interesting.
1: If you like finding out, like how cults, how you can even get caught up in one and not think you're in a cult, um, you'll really like this. Um, "An Assassin in Utopia" by Susan Wells. I gave it four stars. Awesome, that's awesome.
0: All right, Um, the first book I'm going to talk about today is "The Last Word." By Taylor Adams. Okay. This one's on, I I think it just came out in April of this year. Okay. A few lists of like books you might want to read. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to this. The, the synopsis of this book is a woman leaves a negative review on like Amazon. Mm-hmm. About a book that she reads. She doesn't like it. It's a it is like a thriller book and she finds it unbelievable and so she gives it a bad review. Okay. Well, the author like responds to her review and is like, I'm sorry you didn't like my book, but I really want to be an author. Can you take your review down? <laughs> and she's like that's no, not really how it works. <laughs> I didn't like this. I didn't like your book. You know, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry that your book wasn't for me. Like, she's nice about it, but she's also like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to take my review down, actually. Mm-hmm. um, It wasn't good. And he gets more aggressive in response and is like, you know, you need to take it down. Anyway, it goes back and forth. And um, he's very angry with her by the end of their communications. And she in turn is like living on her own. There's something clearly that has happened in her past that is um, unclear at the beginning. And she is caretaking um, a house for a person and their house is like in an isolated area. She only has one neighbor and that she's never met in person, but they will like play games from window to window on a whiteboard. So she okay. does communicate yeah. with the neighbor, but they've never like met in Actually, real life. Okay. Interesting. Um and very quickly, very quickly in the book, um, she finds that she is being hunted by someone, targeted, and she's alone and it's bad weather and she loses communication and she thinks that she realizes that very quickly that this person who is is coming after her is the author of this thriller book and he is so angry <laughs> with her bad
1: review. with her bad review okay don't write a bad review your life is not
0: right stake. so this went really bad really fast in my opinion i did not love this book okay. i not I did not love this book. Uh, I found myself going like, whatever, whatever. No, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. So many times. I had to finish the book, though, because I kept thinking Mm -hmm. like, I'm missing something here. I only gave this book one star. I didn't like it. Really bad. It was just laughable. I do not think you should read this book. And I almost gave it one star because I thought this st- This whole book is about someone giving a bad review. And I'm like, you're not stopping me from giving a bad
1: review. <laughs> this gets a bad review too. If you wrote my bad review into this book, yeah. you did a really good job.
0: <laughs> I didn't love it. Now, that's just my opinion. Yeah. It gets like 3.8 stars on Goodreads. Like okay. it gets very good reviews and it has like 19,000. So people like this book. I did not like this You did like not like book. it.
1: And want to have someone who does, does so we can hear it. It does a
0: twist, like towards the end. I finished the book. It had a twist. It's not exactly what you might be thinking at first. And so, yay for that. I did appreciate the twist. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> so you... I have to. Most of the time, we we talk about these books that we enjoyed. I felt like it was
1: appropriate to share a book just in case you might be interested in right. it. Right. And know that I did not like it. Which you. I think is just as valuable because sometimes we see things on lists and lists and lists and we're like, yay, yeah. hey, yay, yay. But it's not for every. That doesn't mean yeah. it's for everyone. Right. And you did not like it. If you like, feel like I missed something, let me know. Abs- yeah, please. Because um, I, I, I don't plan it. on reading it, therefore. Yeah. So, (laughs) if somebody else has read it and is like, Sarah, you got it wrong, Ah, let me know.
0: You really need to let us know. The main character, this is another thing that I thought was interesting. The main character is a female. Okay. The author in the book that she is reviewing is a male. This book is written by a man, and some of the, like, problems that she had were, like, that in his book he didn't understand women and i actually like felt like a lot of the same things she was saying about the book she read i was like you like no
1: you're writing the book of what you've you've written the review of what you've written the book as yes anyway i felt you don't anyway it was super
0: interesting so i I found it more comical maybe (laughs) than scary
1: okay wow okay hit the missed the mark there maybe Woo. okay (laughs) Take it off my list. It wasn't on my list, but it's not going to make it. There you go. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Big Swiss by Jen Began. And this came out in February of this year. Have you heard of this one? I've seen it on a couple, I think, Book of the Month or maybe Reese's Book Club. Big Um, Swiss. I am so kind of torn about this book. Because in one way, I love the premise, but in another, I was like, "Eh." but I keep going back and thinking about like, when I finished it, I gave it three stars, but I keep going back and thinking about it. So this
0: says something too, doesn't it?
1: Here's the premise. And I'll tell you what I really liked and what I didn't. First of all, the first line of its description is a brilliantly original and funny novel. I think it is brilliantly original. I didn't get, I mean, yes, there were some funny things. But when I read that, I was like, oh, this is going to be really funny or kind of a dark funny. It was more along the dark funny line and very original storyline with minor funniness throughout it. But I wouldn't say it's a humorous novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so the premise of this is there is Greta is a young woman who she's been married or with the same guy, maybe they were never married for a really long time and just decided, no, I'm done and just leave. So she's newly single on her own for the first time in a really long time. Okay, And she's living in a really small town and she gets a job as a transcriptionist for a therapist. Now, specifically a sex therapist. So she gets these recordings. He emails them to her. She types them up, emails them back. For anonymity purposes, the people's names are redacted, or they're put, they have made up names, I believe. So she doesn't, you know, know these people's real names. Okay. But she is hearing their therapy sessions and kind of getting involved in one particular woman's therapy sessions, who she references as Big Swiss, she's given this lady the nickname of Big Swiss. And she's transcribed quite a few of their therapy sessions and knows a lot about this, about Big Swiss. Sure. So one day she's in the dog park with her dog and her dog is fighting with somebody else's dog and they're trying to break him up and it's not working. And this lady comes in and just picks the dog up by its back legs and separates them and just starts saying like, you've got to show him who's boss, blah, 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 get involved, you know. Starts telling him how you go about breaking up a dog fight. And Greta recognizes her voice as Big Swiss. Oh. She doesn't quite know what to do, but she's struck by her beauty, first of all. She's beautiful. And they start talking, the three of them, you know, the three dog owners start talking and exchange names. And so, Greta gives her a fake name. So, Greta is living as somebody else with Big Swiss. and. Her and this other guy who's at the dog park, they decide to go get a coffee. Like, they kind of become friends. Okay. And as this friendship continues on, um, Greta and Big Swiss become lovers. Oh. Now, Big Swiss is married, and so it's an affair. And so it just goes down this whole mental health, adultery, um she's living a lie as this like big swiss doesn't know that she knows all these things about her and that's the premise of this story okay so in one way so unique we've got a transcriptionist you accidentally recognize their voice at a park and now you become friends with them and just the juxtaposition of your job versus now this is a really close close friend yeah so unique sure very creative storyline i will say it is um quite raunchy okay um there were some fast forwarding or just like because uh, at, at first I was like oh my son would think this was funny like the first part of it and then I was like and eh, no I will not be recommending this to him it was yeah. a little too graphic okay um, um for that but yeah I think and that's why I would say I wasn't enjoying it because it just and I'm not one who really sh- I mean I can handle some things But this was just a little, maybe just a little past my comfort level. And, but I did think it was quite creative. And I really enjoyed the actual storyline otherwise. And um, I I ended up giving it three stars. So, I don't know. Read it and see what we think. Big Swiss. All right. There you go. My next book. My next book is
0: Atalanta by Jennifer Saint. At?
1: Atlanta Atalanta oh Atalanta Ooh. Atalanta
0: okay. um this is the story of Atalanta well of course <laughs> she um she is like a mythical character okay uh dealing with the gods mm-hmm. so when you think about you know the myths of gods and all that she is a small character in those stories there are so many Mm -hmm. mythical stories out there of very amazingly capable people and it's one of those okay okay antalanta is a huntress that um when she was born she was female female she's human she's a girl Mm -hmm. and her parents wanted a boy and so they left her on the top of a mountain to die I believe they thought... As you do. (laughs) Right. I believe they thought, you know, we will sacrifice her and that will bring us good fortune, you know, and we can, in the future, have a boy. And they left her on the top of the mountain. Well, a bear came upon her who recently had cubs. And seeing that it was a baby, Mm -hmm. um, took it upon herself, this mother bear, to care for the baby with her cubs okay so she is then raised by a bear this
1: is like the jungle book yeah
0: it is kind of okay and but for a very short time because bears don't care for their babies for very long i think like they don't give actual time i think like a year or two she they're on their own takes care of atalanta okay and then she abandons Atalanta and the cubs and goes with a male bear and they are on their own. And Atalanta, just by ob- observation, sees the other, the cubs going off on their own. She then ventures off on her own where she is found by like forest nymphs in the forest of um what is Artemis. Sorry, I was like, okay. which god is it? It's Artemis. Okay. And it's Artemis forest and she has these nymphs that live in under her like care and protection and she decides that she is going to allow which is very unusual you know for humans to even be allowed in her forest mm-hmm. they are not um, but she allows atalanta to stay and be raised by the nymphs from that point forward and artemis takes like special interest in her and teaches her a lot of things and she has a a unique relationship with artemis and um is quite talented she's smart she's a great archer she's fast and she's just a, a very unique talented human which is you know unusual especially since she is female you might see that the gods have blessed certain men with these talents right it's it just does not happen for women and she is so she is unique in that way but she's very happy in this forest she starts she you know she is happy to stay there forever she never wants to leave but there is a lot there becomes a lot of hype around this adventure, that this quest that these men are going on. Mm-hmm. And these gods have blessed this quest. They're going to go find the golden fleece and bring it back with great honor to honor the gods. And Artemis decided she wants in on this honor. She wants okay. to be glorified and honored as well. So she sends Atalanta to go on this quest. Okay, and Atalanta does not want to go, but not she, you can't really tell a god no. So she... Okay. yeah and she starts to feel a little bit of like determination as she sees what's happening here and she has to force her way onto this boat because she is a woman and they're not taking women Mm -hmm. and um but she is allowed to go and it's her quest with these men to find the fleece and her part in that and then what what becomes of atalanta
1: now when you say to find the fleece What's like it fleece is literally fabric? fleece? It is a golden sheep fleece. Like a golden sheep fleece.
0: It is magical. It's in a lot of mythical stories.
1: I'm with not, its, I don't have a lot yes. of knowledge here, so the
0: only reason that I know about the golden fleece is yeah. from Percy Jackson. <laughs> they have it also in his stories. Okay. And I read that to my kids.
1: Which I've only read the first one.
0: Yeah, we read all the Percy Jacksons at our got house. Got all those down. Yeah, and they're super fun. Like if you're looking for, if your kids are interested yeah. in adventure. My kids have loved them all, but one. they
1: did not wait around for me to read them sure. all. They just moved right on. Sure. So, so I've only read number one. Okay, but, this, interesting. so this is a
0: fun story. It's a, it, if you enjoy like the myths and the gods, this is a story I was completely unfamiliar with. I definitely have- Read a little bit. I would not at all call myself like big into myths. I am Mm -hmm. not. Um, I, it was really well written and it was a fun, different story. I get frustrated with the idea that like gods are so vengeful and heartless. They Mm -hmm. kind of are quite Mm -hmm. heartless. And so I get frustrated in these stories that it doesn't matter how hard you work or how hard you try if they are tired of you. Like, Uh too bad for you you're gone and so anyway i get i get a little frustrated i did give it three stars just because again like i get frustrated with the gods right but the story itself is beautifully written and and it's a fun story about a female who perseveres which is also always a great cool yeah so if you've read it i'd love to hear from you this is one of those that you would like to talk about like it's a great with other people yeah it's a great talking like oh what did you know the decisions that Atalanta makes, um, the way that they in- the gods interfere.
1: Anyway, super interesting. I gave it three stars. Excellent. Let's talk about it. Okay, that sounds good. All right, my last one today is The Third Wife by Lisa Jewell. Now, I love Lisa Jewell. I had never read this book. It came out in 2014. Yeah, no, this has been this on is a list. An old, one, I know the cover. All of a sudden, even... it's come up on like it was on a list of something, and yeah, so yeah, I was, and it was available. There was no wait list for it, so even it was like, better. yes, the third wife got it. So, and I and I liked it. I okay. gave it four stars. Um, the premise, which I love, Lisa Jewell. So hard to mm-hmm. say it wasn't good, but. Um, As an older one of hers, I really enjoyed it. The premise of it is this, um, a guy who is, has been married three times. He's his third wife, um, out of the blue, like, stumbles into the path of an oncoming bus in the early hours of a day. There are no witnesses. Um, nobody really even knows what she was doing. She was supposed to be with, um, his kids and she was out drinking. She had been at a bar they knew, but they don't really know much else or why. Like did, was this suicide? Did she purposely step in front of the bus or Mm. did she trip in front of the bus? What exactly happened? He he was, you know, like they were in love, they were married. They were talking about um, having a kid. They had been trying to get pregnant. Now, Adrian's previous two wives, he had children with, so he actually has, I think, like four kids, four or five kids, I think four, two from the first wife, and I think two from the second wife, and then this third wife, and they are a really big unusual happy family, like they to get together for vacations with all the wives and all the kids. He has, you know, one on one dinner dates with each of the kids. And this new wife, Maya has really helped with with the scheduling of this spending time with each kid and not forgetting birthdays and remembering who likes what so that he is still really involved with his children. And he's still good friends with his ex wives. And they're Friends with each other. Like I said, they get together for dinners and celebrate birthdays together. They go on a family vacation once a year together. And so he looked at this like, why would she have committed suicide? Everything was great. What? Why? Or, was there someone who didn't like her? Did somebody push her in front of the bus? There were no eyewitnesses. And so he kind of tries to like things just aren't quite adding up. And there's a little thing here and a little thing there. And he kind of starts looking into these little things that just don't settle well with him and unraveling what was really going on with his family that he wasn't seeing? He was seeing a big happy family. And what, Ooh. what was it really? Was it a big happy family or were, were there cracks in this facade he saw? Ooh. I really liked it. It's a great Lisa Jewel of, you know, trying to figure out, was there something going on? But maybe something really wasn't going on and it was just an innocent trip on the sidewalk. You'll have to read it to find out. And I really enjoyed it—the different characters and the like, <laughs> the different wives and their relationships, and then the different children. So we've got half siblings and their relationship with each other, and when you don't live with your children, what are you seeing? Are you really seeing them or not? I really enjoyed it. I gave oh, it four stars. Hey. Way to go, Lisa Jewel. The third wife. Okay, cool.
0: All right. Um. The last one I'm going to talk about today is We Were Dreamers, an immigrant superhero origin story by Simo, Simu Lu. Okay. And this is Simu Lu. If you don't, it's a memoir. Uh-huh. He um, is a Marvel superhero. Um, I'm trying to think. Shang-Chi, I think, is the name of the superhero he plays. Okay. He's the Chinese amazing dude it's a fun movie <laughs> okay i i we've seen all the superhero movies at our house my boys are 100 like into them yeah so so I, is this of a superhero that's
1: like in with marvel like yes. in the u.s yes not just okay yes okay
0: i mean i think i mean he goes I just don't know in his movie so don't. he for sure like there's this special land <laughs> 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 you don't want me to describe the marvel movies <laughs> I'm totally going to botch it. But he does, like, there's this, like, special place, like, where these, there's, like, a group, a village that protects these. Anyway, okay. I'm not yeah, even going to no, try. It won't make It's a great sense movie. Okay. It's a really good movie. It's a well-known superhero. Okay. I just am not, like, I don't have I, all the
1: verbiage. No, I don't know these. But... I enjoyed the movies when I watched them, but I'm, yes, I wouldn't be able to tell he's you names like, or anything.
0: He's like there; it's one of the most recent. Okay, like I think he, like his wasn't like one of the first. You know, like they kind of keep adding new. Oh yeah, and then there's this Marvel man, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like that. That's one of those. Okay, okay, he's great. Um he's a really great actor he does a good job in these movies Mm -hmm. and it's basically like his story from like his parents are immigrants he was born in china and lived there till he was four when they brought him over to canada and he grew up like in the toronto area not toronto anyway in canada he grew up in canada and um just the experience. I think the most greatest takeaway from this book and I think that's why they say an an immigrant superhero story mm-hmm. is the experience that he had at with immigrant parents and what their life was like in China. Right. Um which is vastly different to what we have here in North America. Um you know, maybe they don't have running water. You know, you had to it was a requirement for from the government to send one of your children to work in the farms, you know, like mm-hmm. away from your family. You'd had to go work for two or three years. And um, and it was always at like a really uh, important time, like when you might be going to college and instead you're going, going to, work to work in the fields. And, um, and the sacrifices that you made for family and like everyone was – in it together like Mm -hmm. it was just a different way of thinking and a different way of living over there and they and he talks about his parents being torn um because they are very happy with and there was a reason that they came to north america was for more they wanted Mm -hmm. more for themselves and their family and for him but also had a lot of like national pride from being from china right you don't want to give up that right And so um, you can you can feel that uh, pull and tear where they they don't know how to blend those two feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so obviously the idea that you are sacrificing so much your family and you're working so hard to have anything here and you're trying to overcome um, a lot of stigma and a lot of like.
1: Yeah. And you're literally starting over with no yeah. family or support system. You don't have
0: support. Yeah. And and the language barriers and like a lot of you have to change perceptions about, you know, who you are and where you're from and the things that they did in that regard, while mm-hmm. also like trying to raise your child to be really smart. And so it he talks about there being this idea that like... Immigrant parents only want their kids to be doctors or lawyers, and that absolutely was true in his right. family and the expectations they had of him. Like he was reading and doing math problems before he even went to school in kindergarten. Just
1: offering every possible Like he spent hours at Opportunity night.
0: to their child. Yeah. Like they would work with him yeah. every night. And hours of him, like he needed to memorize certain math uh-huh. facts or I yeah. gave you 10 words and you've been sitting there for an hour. Why are they not memorized? Like, yeah. you know, the frustration when he wasn't reaching their expectation. Right. It's so high. And him being a child. Uh, it was just really fascinating. It was eye opening to me to see what was happening inside of an immigrant home. Right. I, yeah. My heart breaks. And wow, I can push my kid a little bit harder. Yeah. Like yeah. there we can do great things. We're amazing
1: as humans. Right, where's the balance of you want your child to succeed and have and every reach opportunity their full potential, their full potential but yeah. at the same time allowing them to be a child. Yeah. And allowing them to make those decisions of where that full potential could be. It's hard right. as a
0: parent. Yeah. So she so he talks a lot about like how um he would get straight A's and be like, he they are parent, his parents would go to parent-teacher conference and he would be praised and praised like, we think he needs to move up because we want to get him in the gifted program or all these things. And, mm-hmm. and there wasn't like praise from them, like you didn't go get an ice cream cone because you did well. He only barely touched the expectation.
1: Right. right? It was minimal. But if yeah. he
0: ever was like, if it was like, oh, let's talk. A- I would love for him to, he's excelling in writing and, and like. Oral language and art, like language arts. And they were like, no, 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 no science, math, science, math. Like yeah. that was, he would be berated when he'd get home for not getting more accolades and then talked about for his accomplishments in science and math. And the resentment he began to feel mm-hmm. and the feelings and animosity between both his parents and him towards each other and what that created in his home. It is not pretty. It's a mm-hmm. really hard story to read, I'll be honest. Like to uh, know this is a real life story and it's ugly. And he's very honest about his wow. youth and his his um being raised. And he's not a great kid. Like this isn't just his par- his parents are not great. He is not great to them. There's not there's not any empathy or understanding either for way. either of them. Yeah it's too it's, it's super hard just, i think that they've gained it now he's older and he's worked really hard to get where he is but it wasn't pretty wow anyway Such i really really enjoyed struggle. it it's a fun story i love hearing stories of how people get where they are yeah. wherever they are right. i want to hear about it i loved it and uh, i love that part of it he because his parents really wanted him to become like a lawyer or a doctor which he didn't he ended up convincing them that it would be good for him to go to business school, which mm-hmm. is a whole other story, which he
1: is a really Just fun so, to hear I'm about. So fascinated from business to being an actor, specifically yes. a superhero. Well, because he
0: talks about school and how even though he was able because he is quite smart to kind of like fudge his way through yeah while really what he was interested in was like the dance club uh-huh. and he loved he had a band he wanted to be he in a boy musical. band yeah. and you know all these other things that he was doing on the side okay. during school yeah but i i won't spoil what flipped him into acting okay. but it's it's a fun story it's He totally takes a left turn and obviously, for the best, what it really comes down to, and I think what he's most proud of, at least that was my takeaway, was that he is determined and he's a very hard worker. And so, he decided he was going to do acting and he is going to do acting really, really hard, very, very hard for it. So,
1: that was instilled from his parents that what you do, you work really, really hard at. They just were pushing it in a specific area that he wasn't interested wasn't in. interested in anyway oh, i gave it four stars
0: it's called we were dreamers and it's it's super it's super good especially if you're interested in you know the marvel world or acting yeah. actors it's very interesting very cool
1: awesome i know what a bunch of books to another good list right for y'all. i want to hear from you let us know you can find us on instagram or facebook you can email us at this is your book club podcast at
0: gmail.com. Please rate or subscribe. It's the best thing you can do for us is to subscribe
1: on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.